Welcome to the Life Self Mastery Podcast, where we bring in entrepreneurs who have created online businesses and improved their lifestyles. Here's your host, Rohit Malhotra. Hi everyone, this is Rohit from Life Self Mastery. Today I'm excited to have Kai Vitang, who's the founder of Light Phone, an essentials phone that is designed to be used as little as possible, and which is also listed at Time's Best Invention in 2019 and Fast Company's most innovative design in 2020. Uh, Kai was once a product lead in the mobile phone industry. He worked on the phone designs and development for brands such as Motorola, BlackBerry, and Nokia. Sometimes working in as many as 10 designs within a year. Kai has done his MBA from Illinois Institute of Technology and also done his Master's of Design from IIT Institute of Design. Welcome to the show, Kai. Thanks for having me. Appreciate it. Awesome. So, uh, you know, how, how, how did you get interested into, into startups and, uh, and design and, you know, how, uh, and technology as well? Yeah, it was, uh, it's quite a journey, to be honest with you. My background is in design, user research, and uh, I also have an MBA. I used to work for the mobile companies to design, develop smartphones. And I quit my job thinking that I won't be making another phone again at the time <laughs> in uh, uh, early 2010. And then I joined this incubator that uh, Google created for designers. So the ideas that Google had at the time was that they want to put designers on the founding table. So not just engineer, not just business person. Right? And I wholeheartedly agree, uh, agreeing on the value of design should be uh, something that, as a core value of any company. So long story short, in 2014, I joined this incubator um, that Google created. And at the time, um, uh, Apple just introduced Apple Watch, Google uh, launched the Google Glass, and everyone's making an app. Um, and obviously, Google encouraged us to create app or platforms, right? Digital product. But very soon, uh, me and my co-founder, Joe Hollier, we kind of realized that that's, that's creating another app is probably the last thing this society needed from us, just because through our research, we just noticed how much time people spend in their devices, right? Teenage, teenagers spend 10, 15 hours a day scrolling through Instagram, social media, uh, spending, I don't know, eight, 10 hours a day staring at a screen. Uh, and if you go on a, go into subways or restaurants or airport, you can notice people just like burying their face in the screen and not communicating, no facial expression. And it just feels so wrong to us at a time. And the more, you know, the more you dive into the uh, startup uh, world, you realize that how, how many companies using the retention of some metrics to evaluate if the product, the product they created is successful or not. Meaning, you know, a lot of companies brag about, oh, average users spend five hours in my app every day. I collect 
this this much data from users. That's why I'm valuable. That's why I'm successful. And all the social media are doing the same thing. They say it's free, but it's not really free. I think a lot of people know that by now. You know, they take your time, attention, and data for exchange, right? And I, we, you know, at the time, twenty fourteen, we feel like we that there has to be something different. There has to be a balance, right? Balance is always healthy. Doesn't matter in what industry, need some sort of balancing at the time. We feel like everything is moving towards more connection, more technology. Doesn't matter, you know. Doesn't care about users. It's just more time, attention needed uh, uh, from their users. And we wanted to be on the opposite side of the technology spec- spectrum, right? I wanted to create a brand that, uh, and the brand has product that help people take a break. Or help people, encourage them to live in the moment, and using technology as tools, not a portal to advertisement or data collecting. Right. right. Uh, that, that's that's super interesting because you know uh, you know time spent on smartphone. Uh, it leads to you know stress, anxiety, and distraction. Uh, I mean, you also have access to information at your fingertips. But uh, you know, how many apps should a, should a person have uh, on on the phone? I, I understand that you know, like phone has uh, very few apps. But you know, how many apps would you suggest a person to to keep with them? Well, we started like phone. The original like phone, like phone one, was introduced in twenty fifteen. And at the time, iPhone one is just a critical size device that only does voice call, nothing else, just call and receive calls, right? So it it it, it we designed iPhone one as an extension, an add-on to your smartphone. So we're not saying that hey, give up your smartphone. We're saying from time to time, maybe Saturday morning, maybe after work or lunch break, take a break from your smartphone, leave your smartphone behind, take life phone with you. You won't miss a call from your smartphone because it's all forwarding back and forth. You could call anyone if you want to, but that's it. So you won't miss a call, but you have you don't have any distraction, at least for an hour a day or a couple hours a week if you want to take a break. Right, that's life phone one, and we shipped tens of thousand life phone one from 2015 to 2017, and we started to getting a lot of feedback from customer asking, telling us that hey, I love going light. I have the, this initial anxiety when I leave my smartphone at home. You know, people telling us that they're nervous. They don't know what to do when they're out without smartphone. They look around, they tap your pocket, even though there's nothing there, you know, because they have this habit of checking smartphone whenever you feel nervous, whenever you feel uncomfortable, whenever you feel awkward. You know, even standing in line for grocery, waiting to check out, you, you put out your phone and just swiping for nothing. Right, that's what happened. So, but after the 15, 20 minutes, when they go out without smartphone, with just light phone, after 20 minutes, the magic moment is that they forget about smartphone, they forget about notification, social media, and they start to pay attention. 
yeah, they start to pay attention to people, to the surroundings, and they feel free. They feel the freedom after they forget about social media, smartphone, and app. And they were saying, "Kai, this is awesome. I want to do. I want to go light, meaning leave your smartphone behind, just take your iPhone with you. I want to go light more often. I want to go light all the time. If only you have text message. If only you have direction." Right. Everyone has this one more thing, two more things, to make them feel more comfortable using Light Phone more often, and that's why we introduced Light Phone Two in twenty twenty eighteen. We have a huge successful campaign about Light Phone Two in Indiegogo. We raised. Three point five million from pre-orders, and we have investor、uh, join us to supporting this vision. So, iPhone two, the next version of iPhone, current version of iPhone, is an e-ink、uh, critical size device. We have our own operating system called Light OS, and we have a toolbox, you know, or an app store as we call it. We have our own toolbox that has all the tools. Utility tool that we created, so like、um, call, calling, text message, music playlist,、uh, calendar, calculator.、Uh, we are launching direction next month. We have all the utility tool, but none of the entertain entertainment, no social media, no advertisement. So you know we have a very clear line in terms of what. Tools we wanted to add to the toolbox of iPhone two. You know, I you know roughly I could probably summarize that into three guidelines. One, we will never have advertisement, no ad in any of our tools. Number two, there will be no unlimited feeds or infinite feeds for you to browse, for you to scroll. There will be none of that. Number three. Um, every action that a user take has an ending, meaning that you go to the direction tool, you have your directions from A to B. It navigates you to B point, and that action ends. There's no browsing, discovering. So as long as the tool fit that criteria, you know it's it. We're happy to introduce them. It can be. It can be even as simple as a, say, a, a London subway map or a New York subway map as a tool, and you use that tool and you put it back. I always use the analogy that it's similar how it's similar to how we create hammer screwdriver, beautifully designed. You use it when you need to use the hammer to hammer something or a screwdriver to unscrew something, and after the action. You put it back, or put it somewhere that you don't see it. It's invisible. It's supposed to be work like that, right? Every tool, even technology tool, digital tools, is supposed to help us get the task on hand done quickly, so that you could get back to your life, right? And that's how we wanted to, to design that toolbox. You know, we don't. You don't use your hammer, and then. After you use your hammer and you swipe your hammer for two hours <laughs> or three hours, and the hammer company make money through the time and data that you swipe your hammer, and that's just absurd. 
but <laughs> that's how it works right now and no one's doing anything differently and that's why that's how or why we wanted to create light as a brand and light phone and our own ecosystem of light OS and tools so that you completely off the ecosystem that big technology company created you know you're not in iPhone, you're not in Android phone, you're not holding a huge iPhone or Android phone to try to disconnect, right? You know, because there's a lot of argument saying, that, hey, why can't I just use my smartphone and turn off um, turn off all the notification or delete social media or turn on flight mode, right? Why can I do that? It, I, I don't have those tools because if I delete them, but the reality is how many times you see people deleting social media and put it back. How many times you see people turn it off and turn it back on, you know, the device itself, the tool itself with 10 inch, eight inch screen, beautiful screen, crystal clear screen. It's not designed for you to not look at it. It's designed for you to watch video. It's designed for app to show beautiful colors, animations, so you, you don't get off um, their product. And they, that's the whole billions of dollars invest into that ecosystem to hook us so that we spend more time using the product so the company make money. I mean, that business model is understandable. But what about, you know, what if this Saturday morning all I wanted to do is just take a walk for two hours or take my family to the park? Why do I have to bring a 10-inch mini computer with me so when my kid's playing, I'm sitting there just staring at the screen, watching YouTube and doing Twitter or every, everything else other than interacting with my kids, <laughs> right? So that's, right. Uh, yeah, that's what we're doing. <laughs> Today I have an interesting stat for you. Did you know that the founder of Beautiful Lives increased the social media presence by 10x. They managed to publish consistently and effortlessly using a robust social media management tool called Social Pilot. Social Pilot is a cost-effective social media tool that helps businesses scale their social media marketing efforts. Use lifestylemastery.com slash socialpilot to get a 14-day free trial. Let's go back to uh, you know the time you've like, you, you done your MBA, uh, you've again gone back to pastors uh, of design. Was was a was course useful, uh, you know, since you've already done your MBA? What was the, uh, the concept of minimalism in, in Lightphone? Well, you know, minimalism, I think, obviously a lot of people call Lightphone, label Lightphone as a minimalism form. But in my head, it's um, it's uh, uh, it's naturally gears towards that. Just because we try to eliminate unnecessary noise, distraction, or step, other than the core value of the tool, right? So, in a way, it's really stay true to the design principle or the core value, design value of light and life form. Right. Um, we don't want. We we wanted to um, strip down all the um, uh, noise and distraction in your phone and keep the essential. You know. So so that's how we design our hardware. That's why we choose e-ink. That's why we choose a small size so it feels invisible when you carry it. That's why we choose a car size. You know, because we carry our ID or credit card all the time. It doesn't feel like we have them. 
So we want a device to be invisible. We want the technology to be invisible when you don't need it versus smartphone or your um, goggles always wanted to be the most shining IoT device, most shining and most advanced technology. It becomes the center of attention. But you know, your device technology should be in the background, not in the foreground, right? So that value is um, um, uh, uh, the principle that we use to create the brand, create our marketing, create our website, our product, our hardware, software, everything about our brand is, is eventually circled back to that core value. And in my mind, that's the design. That's design. In my head, design is not a trade. It's not a service. Design is a way of life. Everything we do is about design. It's about sticking to the core values. And you always go back to your core value, your design principle for everything, every decision you make. It could be uh, investor data making. It could be the website we're designing. It could be the hardware device decision we're making. It could be the software decision we're making. Everything that we do, we always circle back to this core design value. And I think that's how we keep the brand consistent and unique. Because, you know, like in design, you always, there's a saying that if there's no boundary, you could do anything but you won't do anything good. You cannot create a device for everyone, right? It's just not how it works. Marty Cooper, the, the person that creates the first smartphone or mobile phone famously said that, you know, you cannot create a device that fit everyone's need, right? And that's the same principle a lot of designer has. Um, uh, you know, you, you basically need to understand what you're trying to do as this product, what problem you're solving. And once you have that lockdown, once you have that um, uh, very concrete, defined, then that becomes the core value of your company, the core value of your product. And every time you have a dilemma, you have a decision question, you want, you need to make a decision, decision on your business model on your product, you always go back to the core value saying, okay, what makes sense? What's aligned with that design value you originally created? Yeah, I think uh, this, this is uh, very interesting about uh, creating a design process, but I uh, wanted to understand, you know, what are the values uh, you had for the company which helped you, you know, create the design uh, for, for the website or, or for the phone? Uh, when, when you talk about values, and you know, I think somebody on the podcast uh, with a design outlook came and said that you know, uh, design has rules. Uh, you know, like you mentioned, design has you know, you need to have those boundaries. But what are some of the values you have for Lightphone, which made you stick to that design process? Well, I guess like in a way, you know, I, I guess product and product wise, it's pretty clear because we want. We want the, 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 the product to be invisible. We want it to be in background, not the front ground. We want everything to just do one thing well, do one thing good. And that's how we make a lot of decisions uh, regarding the product 
itself, hardware or software,、uh, doesn't matter.、Mm-hmm. But the extension of that to somewhat to the philosophy of our brand is that, in a way, I don't see life phone as a solution to this pandemic of screen addiction. I see life phone is actually、uh, design questions. I know it's going to sound very philo- philosophical, but life phone is actually a design question we want to ask people. Meaning that if you go light, mean,、uh, meaning you leave your smartphone behind, take life phone with you. If you go light, sitting in a park, right, with your life phone,、um, there's nothing for you to swipe. There's nothing for you to get distracted. It creates a boundary of, you know, it, it, it,、uh, in terms of your surrounding, your your physical surrounding, and what you can think of, right? So, so you limit to yourself and your surroundings, but not get distracted by distracted by your giant smartphone and all kinds of social media, all kinds of social media and news and posts. You're not spending one second in every news and just Occupy your mind with it. So when you're in that situation with the boundary, the question we're asking everyone is that: What's important to you? What do you want to think about? What are, what are the important、uh, value in your life that that that's that that you need to、uh, you know really really think through? We're creating a space for everyone to be able to have that dialogue. Dialogue with themselves. I, I, I think that's the most, the the, the first uh, uh, idea of life on one. You know,、uh, life on two obviously become more usable with more tools. But if you're back to the origin original concept, that's that's exactly how we want put out how we wanted to put our user into that situation of okay. I am sitting here. I'm by myself, or I'm with my family. You know what's important to me. You know, I, I, what kind of a、uh, uh, uh, conversation you want to have with you. And I always said that being bored, you know, the boredom is not a suffering. Is not a jail. You know, feeling bored is how we become creative. If you know, like. Mo- the most uh, uh, simple uh, 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 proof of that is that, say, how many of us came up with the best idea when you're showering, <laughs> right? Because there's nothing、yeah. to do but showering, and you think about things, and you become, oh wait, I have this idea. You become really creative.、Um, kids, right? When they get bored, when they have, don't have iPad or smartphone, when they get bored, they come up with the most Ridiculous game to play. <laughs> they come up with the most interesting drawings, right? And that's when they become creative. Versus right now, if we get bored or kids get bored, you hand you give them an iPad or a smartphone. They always have answers. They always be able to Google stuff and get the answers right away. They don't have to be wrong. <laughs> they don't have to come up with. Some sort of solution, even though it's ridiculous, some for themselves, right? I mean, I'm not saying that's good and bad. Obviously, it's good on some level, 
you always have this dictionary with you. You always get some input from outside, from expert, right? But we're sacrificing our own creativity. We're sacrificing our own time with ourselves. And I think, I mean, obviously that's that's going to be a, a, a different topic, but I think social media, uh, our internet is is really changing our brain on that front. Because with Google Map, you never need to memorize where you wanted to go. Mm-hmm. <laughs> with with Google, you never need to remember, you know, what's the what's the weather this afternoon, right? You don't remember phone numbers. <laughs> you don't, I, I can't even. Re, I, I used to remember phone numbers of my families, my girlfriends, and and and, and my closest friends. I don't. I don't anymore. I'm not saying that's good and bad. I'm just saying maybe we should think about uh, 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 the impact of our smartphone behavior, and maybe a balance is really needed <laughs> to uh, to uh, preserve some of that humanity. Um, right. Like I said, otherwise, if everyone, every technology company is heading towards more connection, more connected, more phones, more technology, then at the end of the day, we just sit in the box, put on a VR, put on a headphone. We don't need to go anywhere. Just like, you know, if you remember the old movie Matrix, yeah. I think that's our, fu- that's our future. Yeah. <laughs> Do we want yeah. that future? Maybe people want to take that blue pill or red pills. They can decide for themselves, but it should have two pills <laughs> uh, for you to decide. Very interesting. And, um, uh, you know, what if somebody wants to have a smartphone and keep a uh, light uh, uh, phone? Uh, is it possible to port your number in both of devices? Yes, um, in US, we do offer the service for you to bring your number to me and use like SIM card, um, which is uh, uh, supported by AT&T, but that's US only. Um, outside the US international user, you could actually use your own SIM card. Um, so Lightphone come as an unlocked 4G device. So you can actually use your own SIM card and put it in your life phone. Um, we have a lot of customers basically switch uh, their SIM card back and forth between their smartphone and life phone. So when they wanted to go live, they take out their SIM card from their smartphone and put it in a life phone and use that that way. Mm-hmm. Not the most seamless um, transition, but it's probably the most the cheapest or most economic way to use like phone two without as your secondary phone or right. another device without adding uh, 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 another monthly fee. Right. Um, but, but in US, we are we have an upcoming feature for user to be able to um, not swapping SIM card back and forth, but have. Um, the same number on both devices uh, for the, easily for people to pick and choose what you want to use in a given time. Uh, so that's a, a, a upcoming feature for our US customers. Mailman is an email assistant that shields you from unimportant emails, minimizing interruptions and making your days calmer and more productive. You can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM 
uh, which gives you the benefit of 15% off for the first year on the annual plan, uh, which already has 20% discounted compared to the monthly plan. So you can visit mailmanhq.com and use the code LSM. You've been running the company for, for a couple of years. You know, the first campaign in 2015 and I think the second crowdfunding campaign in 2018. How many phones have you sold and you know, how much have you spent on you know, paid acquisition to get your, first, uh, get your customers? Uh, we are uh, fortunate in a way that um, we get a lot of organic press or uh, earned media. Um, we have thousands of press coverage uh, from Time Magazine to Fast Company to to CNN to uh, Wall Street Journal. Um, we didn't spend. I didn't really spend a lot of money on marketing. Um, we we are lucky enough that people think uh, what we're doing are interesting and uh, wanted to talk about it. You know, a lot of press call us or label us the anti-smartphone uh, or anti-technology. <laughs> I guess it's a catchy phrase, but I always yeah. want to clarify that, you know, want to clarify that we're not, I'm not really anti-smartphone, anti-technology. I, I, I think technology tools are great. What I don't like is the advertisement business model behind it. What I don't like is the data collecting business model behind it. You know, I want design to be honest. If you wanted, if you, if your product wanted to collect my data and and and, and make revenue through my data, tell me, <laughs> and and then. I'm, you know, then it's free. Then everyone knows, okay, I'm trading in my information, my private information for uh, a free service, right? You know, I just, I don't like what the advertisement model behind every app and every social media platform uh, at the moment, I, you know, say it's free, encourage you to engage with the platform. And I think that's really, that's, Sorry, not a sidetrack topic, but I think the engagement as a main driver is really bad to society because, you know, when a platform, their main focus is drive engagement so that it can attract more advertisement revenue, they will do anything to drive engagement, meaning what's the most, what's the easiest way to get people engaged? the negative things. <laughs> What's the easiest way for you, for me to come and for me to interact with the post? A negative post. <laughs> right. Or on the other, um, that's one side. On the other side, what's the easiest way for me to keep watching video? Show me the video I'm interested in. So I think that's why our you know, this world becomes so imbalanced or people, you know, like, uh, uh, how do you call this? Um, 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 uh, people can see, can find a common ground, right and left, cannot find a common ground because if you go to social media, you use social media for your news, you're always going to see the news that you agree to. You're always going to see the videos that you watched similar to the things you watched. You're never going to see 
or very minimum change, you're going to see the uh, opposite side of opinion, <laughs> right? So when you don't see that, your opinion is shaped by social media. It's not like you open a newspaper. Obviously, newspaper can be biased to a certain angle, but it's it's at least it's you know it's not as driven by algorithm, right? As you know, in uh, uh, compared to right now. So I do feel like it's it's um it's it's really horrible for our um, democracy, and you know, for us to find to different people to find common ground. Uh, the more we use social media, the more you spend time spend time in your smartphone, the more divided we will become um, eventually. Uh, sorry, that's probably a <laughs> sidetrack from what we're talking about. <laughs> uh, yeah, no, I think uh, uh, I could see that you're passionate about uh, you know solving the problem of uh, of uh, uh, you know making phones more minimalistic and you know making sure that people don't get distracted uh, from from social media. And uh, yeah, I want to understand what is the distribution process? How do you look at uh, distributing your handsets across uh, to the end customer? Yeah, we right now, uh, majority of our um, um, orders came directly to our website, direct to consumer. I think it's logical because we... Um, uh, we spend a lot, lot of time building our brand and we're so unique in a way counter mainstream. Uh, so I don't, I don't see it makes sense for us to put life on among other smartphones in Amazon or in, uh, in, in a smartphone tech uh, retail uh, at the first, as a first step. I think we need to um, build up our own brand recognitions we need to have a space to tell the story before we move into a more um, uh, mass mass adopted um, channel, say uh, like Amazon or um, Best Buy in US uh, or tech uh, uh, retailers. You know, otherwise, if you go to a store, as you see, live phone with all the feature from smartphone, you know, it's gonna be difficult for you to like oh understand what's the value of this minimalist device that the that you know smartphone obviously does everything for you and potentially cheaper <laughs> right yeah. and we are a small company we are a startup so our cost is essentially higher than big tech companies we can't keep our costs down by ordering millions of components in one order. And I think a lot of people didn't realize that and a lot of customers asking, ask, asking us, like, why are you so expensive? Why can you keep the price at $10? Or, you know, you're creating a, a, a minimalist device, why can this be $20, right? You can find $20 feature phone, Nokia phone from Alibaba or Amazon right now. Why, why is this device cost $2.99? You know, mm-hmm. and that, we spend a lot of time trying to communicate, trying to say, hey, trying to, you know, want to be transparent and tell people that, number one, we can keep the cost down as a, as a, a startup. I don't order millions of phone components at once. That's number one. Number two, I don't really use any um, uh, on-the-shelf 
components. Everything about iPhone 2 is customized from e-ink screen to all the components. And when you customize components, it's more expensive, obviously. So and, and it's, I think um, that's, uh, that's a concept or an idea we wanted to communicate to our, to our potential users as well. Like we're not, um, we're not big tech. You know, you can't, it's just not feasible for me to, to compete um, with those company, company uh, without, uh, on our pricing. Um, so, yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, you know, you, you raised, uh, you know, close to $9 million. Uh, you know, uh, uh, what are the future for, for Lightphone and where do you plan to, you know, invest uh, money uh, into, into phones and what are you looking for uh, in the future? Uh, so at, at, uh, where, where we are right now is that I think we are um, already uh, established our brand um, uh, value or a lot of people recognize or knowing, know what we're trying to do, at least our early adopters. We have a very diehard uh, supporters that have been with us for the last five years. Um, and right now, what we wanted to do is to hopefully make more people um, feel comfortable uh, trying iPhone 2 or take a break from their smartphone by offering uh, a few more essential tools. And, you know, we have our hardware ready. Um, our roadmap now, it's all about software tools in our toolbox or app store as commonly understand it. So our R&D development uh, expense right now, it's all about building more tools, make sure iPhone 2, um, uh, uh, make more people feel comfortable, make sure the transition or uh, experience uh, uh, switching back and forth for second phone user uh, it's seamless. You know, it's all about software experience so that you can easily pick a light phone and go out. Don't worry about missing call and text. Every call and text goes to both devices and you could call from your light phone too and it goes out as your smartphone number, right? Making sure that experience is seamless as well as um, uh, offering uh, a few more u utility tools so people feel like, oh, I have direction. Oh, I can get a taxi. Um, I can text people on my iPhone too. I'm fine. I just need those three things and it's covered. I'm going to go light all day today. Well, I'm going to go light two days this week or the whole weekend. Right? I think that's our focus right now. And we obviously, we are raising money and, and, and the money is going to help us accelerate um, the development uh uh, cycles of the uh, software tools. Alright, um, I quickly want to do that. Coffee. What's your favorite business book? <laughs> What's my favorite business book? I think. I mean, it's not necessarily business book. It's a design book, but no. uh, it's called uh, the Design of Everyday Things. I think. No. Uh, no. So it's uh, it's explaining the the. The, the thinking behind 
making simple things like uh, a doorknob, <laughs> right? Like how do you signifying a door? You need to push or pull the doors to 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 open it. And how do you signifying the use case through a very simple design? I think it's a business book, <laughs> in my opinion, because that's how every product should be created. Mm-hmm. You know, you think through every small details. You think through how the shape signaling the use case, the how the color uh, make people feel. Uh, that to me is a, the, probably the fundamental business book for every uh, uh, startup founders, in my opinion. Right, right. interesting. And yeah, you know, if you could go back in time when you started uh, like from what is the one thing you would focus on or done anything differently? Uh, what's the, what's, sorry, could you repeat that, sorry. Yeah, I mean, if you could go back in time when you started Lightphone, what is the one thing you would have focused on or done anything differently? Oh yeah, well, I mean, I'll be more prepared in terms of uh, raising money, or you know, be more prepared that to know that you know I will spend as as a founder, co-founder, and CEO of the company. I'll probably spend ninety percent of my time raising money. <laughs> uh, I think that's like you know, I obviously my my background is design and engineering, uh, I never thought I would spend this much time talking to investors and raising money. Uh, <laughs> but it's, I think it's inevitable in every founder, every entrepreneur probably knows about that. Unless you're really lucky, you don't need to worry about money. Uh, at the end of the day, every founder turns into a full-time fund, fundraiser. <laughs> uh, uh, yeah, that's yeah, yeah that's yeah. Uh, that's a good one. Uh, do you do you have any favorite online tools? Example, Gmail, Slack, Zoom. The what? Sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, do you have any favorite online tools? Example, Gmail, Slack, Zoom, any tool that you use? Oh, um, I use. Uh, I don't use. I don't use Slack. Um, it's just too noisy for me. The most I mean the the most useful tool for me. Um, is Carta C R C A R T A Carta. Okay. It's a cap table tool. Yeah. Uh, for for me to, um, you know, track our cap tables, our investors, shares, and all that. And I use Dark Sand D O C S E N D to share investor deck with investors. I think that I've been using that tool for, I don't know, since I know, since I start raising money, sending deck and, you know, I could see which page that our investor, the potential investor spend most time on and probably most interesting in or which page is, you know, uh, pretty much useless. So in a way for me to cure, to, um, Design the deck to uh, to better better represent the company and our business. Yeah, interesting. And uh, Kai, what is the best way people can reach out to you and know more about Lightphone? Oh, feel free to email me at uh, Kai Wei at the lightphone.com. K A I W E I at the lightphone.com. 
Got it. We'll put that in the show notes. Okay, thank you so much for taking our time speaking to us. I really enjoyed the conversation with you. Yeah, it's uh, it's been fun. Thank you for having me. Appreciate it. Thanks for listening to the Life Self Mastery podcast, where we teach you how to start and grow your online business. For more information, visit Rohit's blog at www.lifeselfmastery.com. <laughs>